Hello, welcome to the Apple Insider Podcast. I'm William Gallagher. This week's episode is brought to you by Magic Lasso and Masterclass. More from them later. Now, there's no reason you should know this or indeed even care, but I was away last week and it was carefully timed. This is a point of the year when nothing was going on and I wouldn't miss anything. And instead, where's Hilliard? I missed it all, didn't I? What What did you do while I was away? I think a correlation here says that uh, it's your fault. This is <laughs> you leaving caused all of this to happen while you were gone. So that's all I got. Right. I don't really know how to take that. But um, I've learned one thing since I came back. I can't buy an Apple Watch in America anymore. Apparently, which I got to admit, actually, it was a big shock. I, I, you hear about legal things coming. You hear about threatened bans. You never think they're actually going to happen. But as of about now, if I tried to go to Apple.com and buy a nice apple watch ultra 2 i'm out of luck aren't i it's certainly uh a story that's kind of snuck up on us i mean we knew we knew it was coming because um this has been said what when did that court case get concluded like the itc actually put january i believe yes uh there was a thing in january a ruling in january then a decision later in the year maybe october well so and then we went to all the judge the judge made the decision in January and then the ITC ruled in um I think October time frame um right. and uh, with the mandate that it was going to shut down but we all kind of forgot about it because we kind of just assumed Apple would find a way to wiggle out and uh it seems that yeah. they have not Yeah <laughs> wiggle out or pay things I read Apple's statement somewhere that basically said like like we are right we are so right. We're not giving into this, and Apple will never say it's wrong. We're giving into this, but still, they seemed extra strident this time. And I can't remember ever an Apple product being taken off sale by Apple because of legal reasons. It, um, it is unprecedented. It, it almost happened with the uh, like iPhone what five with Samsung's little dispute um, way back there, and the Obama administration actually stopped the ban from going into effect. So I can't remember which iPhone. I probably got that wrong, but it's that time frame, just, right. you know, 2013, 15 era. But, um, yeah, so this has never uh, occurred. I mean, of course, uh, we have, as of our recording, four days to have the White House uh, Trade Administration step in and say, you know what, we don't need to put in a ban. Um, they'll stay the motion until all appeals are complete, in which Apple likely might come out triumphant after the appeals, but we'll see. Um, so the story so far, just to recap, is, uh, gosh, I'll get all the years wrong, so I'm not going to say the years, but we're talking 2016 era. Uh, Apple was in conversations with Massimo, this company that developed uh, smart technology for health, um, and they had a very fancy pulse oximeter for detecting oxygen using infrared lights uh, in your blood. So, Basically, Apple hired a few key members of its staff and key members of a different company staff who also sued Apple for reasons. Um, company name escaping me, but uh, Massimo is the key one here. Uh, they brought in some key members of multiple company staff and developed it themselves, at least they claim to be. The issue here is, is Massimo claims that Apple actually... Uh, just straight up stole the information, basically hiring someone who knew about it, brought them into Apple, and then built the pulse oximeter based on their uh, own technology, their own patents, which is the claim. Um, anyone out there saying they know uh, the truth and Apple lied and stole or this is all set in stone and Apple's you know, whatever. No one knows. Uh, this is this is actually still up quite up in the air. Uh, the details are so splintered and, uh, again, years ago – it's hard to say. I mean, clearly Apple is a company of uh, means. Uh, they can buy stuff. They they were actually in discussions, I believe, to buy Massimo, actually, to get its patents. So this exact thing wouldn't happen. But for whatever reason, the people they hired believed that they were sufficiently different enough. The, stuff, the technologies they developed were sufficiently different enough that would avoid patent disputes, um, which now we're in the middle of. So um, whether, whether Apple's in the right and the wrong, this is where we are. Uh, a hung jury left uh, the trial kind of kind of just floating in the air, as 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 it were. Uh, so nothing ever got decided from the jury trial. A judge actually ruled that Apple uh, did violate the patents, and then the ITC said that they recommend a import ban, which is where we are today. So 
Uh, it, this is going to be going on for a while, but the question is, will Apple be able to bring back the Series 9 and Ultra 2 to sale while this is still under dispute? Yeah, the bit I didn't know was that thing about Apple may have tried to buy the company. I talked to somebody once that uh, had a company, did a very particular thing, and it's now kind of faded away, but at the time, Apple... Uh, more than expressed an interest, Apple directly offered to buy them. And this person told me they refused to go to Apple. And, and they took through all the reasons. Uh, basically, Apple just controls everything. You end up, it's very unlikely you'll end up with a good deal, he was saying. And all that work he put into it, he was determined they were just going to carry on without them. And I believe, I'm, I might be, some years ago, I might be misquoting here, but I seem to remember him saying Apple was really surprised that somebody wouldn't take all of the millions they were offering but there were reasons so maybe it was the same and then apple sherlock them the uh, next year right um yep pretty much uh, yeah we've, we've seen lawsuits like this before uh they've never gotten quite this far the reason why this one in particular is uh happening so getting so far basically is uh interest the um united states government is much more focused on antitrust and things of that mm. nature lately and so they're definitely putting more effort into trying to prove that they are taking steps to control these giant companies and this this one just happened to be a juicy enough um story that they definitely stuck to it again we don't have all the details yeah. maybe there's some evidence locked away somewhere that sh shows apple uh straight up stole this patent we don't know but um as far as we can tell, uh, there's a few solutions here, William. Do you do you know what hmm. Apple can do to get out of this? In that last moment, I was suddenly thinking, this is a hardware feature, but hardware is controlled by software. Could Apple just release a watch update that effectively turns off the blood ox um, thingy? Well, so I wouldn't say turn off. Uh, so Apple... They're approaching this from a different direction. And Massimo says, no, this isn't going to work. But it, really, it's not up to them. It's up to the... Um, what what it's up to customs uh to actually make this decision so regardless of massimo's protests and i might be saying their name wrong you might have to enunciate multiple letters i don't know but massimo <laughs> that that word um anyway they're despite their protests apple is going to apparently they have been uh, in the last few days working on a hot fix for the apple watch we haven't seen it yet as of a recording by the time you hear this there could the update could be out um but They'll release an update for the existing Apple Watches with uh, blood oxygen detection and basically change how it comes to a conclusion and what data is presented to the users. I, from what oh, I understand, right. yeah, from, from what I understand, they yeah. are not turning off the sensor. They're going to change like the route the information takes basically to avoid the patented yeah. technology which might result in less accurate readings or different types of information as the output but they're not going to turn it off entirely and just have a dead sensor on the watch that's not going to happen this is long enough now and the company's gone that surely i can say this but i worked for, uh, writing manuals for a company called apricot in the uk it was making pc clones and as i joined them they were working they, there was some legal case and they had something like 72 hours to completely rewrite the bios um in the pc thing and it was oh, exactly this yeah. yeah that little thing the basic input output system that controls everything they could not that was the one thing ibm actually owned and could not be copied so they went through the list of these are all the things you can input to the bios and these are all the things that come out do anything you like to make that lead to that as long as it's not the same as ibm's one and they did it in i think 70 it's a long long time yeah. ago but a very few days R reminds me it. so basically apple's just going to faff around it and sorted out that way yeah but it Remi reminds you of reminds me of the blackberry movie that recently came out um where they oh, just yeah? i'm sure they dramatized the heck out of it but they described uh there was a moment in the movie where they had to basically write an entire operating system in yes. i don't know a day or something it was it was a ridiculous time frame whatever it was and uh that they just the dude stays up all night and he walks in and like, i have a working thing it's like okay yes. good job you know it's congratulations movie but no, um, this this is an interesting solution. I think uh, technically, like again, um, governments are odd. Uh, they don't fully understand a lot of technology and customs. It's hard to say what stance they have here. We've heard very little from the White House. Uh, actually, we got a statement, and it's basically mm. um, Bi President Biden has no uh, input on it. They've basically passed the baton to 
uh, the head of the trade office inside of his administration, and that person okay. uh, is now in charge of making a decision. And they're saying we're looking into it, and that was two days ago. So we'll we'll see if they right. look into it fast enough because they only have until December twenty fifth to make a decision, and the window closes for a veto, and the import yeah. ban goes into effect. So. I quite like that, though. The buck stops over there. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, uh, Just talking about Blackberry, though, weird thing, at the start of my holiday, I did a river cruise down the Danube, and on the way, flying out, I ha- I read the screenplay to that movie, and on the cruise, I was I met a guy who, an engineer, comes from the town where Rim was formed and all this stuff. So it's a small world, Fun. really. I wonder if the screenplay is anything as good as the movie, because the movie was quite excellent, honestly. Yeah, well, it's a really good read. Actually, really? I was quite disappointed when it was over. I, felt like I was enjoying this world. Wow, that, that iPhone—that's gonna—that's gonna be something, huh? <laughs> yes, exactly. So okay. we've discussed two of Apple's options. There are, I believe, at least two more. So, uh, no, wait. I know one of these. Okay. Give up. Abandon the Apple Watch forever. It was nice. It's done now. Okay. That would be a third that option. option. That, that okay. would be so. The other two options we have. And, I'll let you pick which one you want to dive into. Um, Apple could make up. They could just settle with Massimo. And they say their phones, they're sitting there in front of them. They're waiting for Apple's call to come any minute now for Apple to just call and do a probably $6 billion settlement, some nonsense number that's nickels and pennies to Apple. But they have heard not a whisper from the company because Apple, again, like you said, feels so justified feels that they are so right that they just cannot fail that they have to pursue this okay that's one all right so and do you know another one can you you guess the final option so we have it's kind of a fork here so either Mm. new hardware so either we get an apple watch 9.1 hardware update (laughs) um in april which really I, i mean come on this the way tim cook supply chain works no way. Yeah. Um, no. I think Apple would actually be willing to just forego um, seven months of revenue from the United States uh, Apple Watch sales um, because yeah. the th- it's a big world. There's a lot of people out there, and the United States only makes up a per- very specific percentage. We don't have those numbers, but analysts have been writing in to say we believe that Apple's financial impact from this will be somewhat minimal. The the cow is uh, iPhone, and then they make their monies from services and Mac. Uh, Apple Watch is just this tiny wearable with a limited um, amount of mm. you know profit per unit sold. Add that to the fact that only so many, only half of the United States even have iPhones, and you need an iPhone to have an Apple Watch. So, it basically, trickle all the way down to how much does the Apple Watch really affect Apple's bottom line? So, from a from a purely Wall Street perspective. They're going to be all about it at these earnings calls, like, oh, what are you going to do about the Apple Watch? But if we go that long, I mean, it would be horrible for the brand, and I don't see it happening. Apple has to do something to fix this, I think, in the short term. Like, I don't see us making it to February without an Apple Watch Series 9 or Ultra 2 on the market. Like, that, it doesn't seem sustainable. Um, so, But I don't think a hardware fix is going to happen. But obviously, the ultimate end of this is in September when the Apple Watch Series 10 or X or whatever releases. It will just completely be a different system for uh, blood oxygen detection. And uh, they, they can just start selling that and remove the other two watches from sale uh, without any worry. Because um, funny enough, just to note, everyone out here is wondering, but what about the other Apple Watches? Well, Apple Watch hmm. Series 6 and up and the original ultra all have the same technology it's just apple doesn't sell them anymore so apple doesn't produce them anymore so they don't import them anymore so it's an import ban this is not a sales ban Um, as long as they can get the stuff to the united states it can be sold so any existing inventory can be sold by best buy uh, bnh any of those companies the only person that actually can't or company that can't sell is apple so apple is going to have a complete stoppage on sales, but everyone else can sell out their inventory, which could take a couple months. It really depends on how much backstock they have. Um, just as a point of order here, I need to stress, you talked about the Apple Watch Series 10 or X. Whichever way it's called, it's still pronounced 10, you know, so let's just be rock solid, clear. 
aren't that. I'm making a very fine point there, but there's a reason for that. There are fine points in all of these legal cases that we don't know. And I said I was away for all of this one, but I've come back in time. That sounds like I've gone back into the past. I mean, I've I've rejoined the world at the same point that Beeper has been doing progressively more ridiculous, tiny little changes to try to get things to work. This business of getting iMessage blue blobs onto Android, which is apparently a thing for enough people that it was worth So so from my understanding is we've gone from, we've hacked the system to uh, maybe you need to sign up with your email to uh, maybe you need to get a Mac. Now, what are they saying, William? (laughs) Do we need to just buy an entire iPhone to have blue bubbles? I know, it's wonderful, isn't it? The hack, the workaround to save Android users from buying an iPhone but still getting iMessage is buy an iPhone. I mean, I thought that was the answer anyway, but you know, no. Buy an iPhone, uh, jailbreak it, then apply the hack, uh, possibly over and over again, uh, and leave your iPhone on at home all the time, and your Android phone can possibly, for a while, until Apple stops it, get blue blobs instead of green ones. I just... No. They're they're talking about, like, $50 iPhones. That's got to be, like, an iPhone 6, right? That's just kind of maddening. (laughs) Well, you could apparently it would work with any iPhone, so right. But I'm yeah. just saying, like they're going so cheap as I, I wonder if Apple wouldn't just because there is a services end date um, on Apple technology. Uh, I don't know if people know this, but eventually things do just stop. Um, mm. If if you have a really really old iPhone, like if you picked up an iPhone 3G, do you think you could send an iMessage today? I wonder. I I, I do know that like things like Apple Music and Apple TV don't work on older devices because those require mm. certain parameters. Uh, but I wonder about iMessage. Uh, there there is a page somewhere in Apple. We don't have time to do this live, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure someone can write to us and tell us. But there is an end of life for old devices. I don't think it's the iPhone six. It's older than that for sure. But uh, it's interesting to me that these uh, this is their route. And of course, you know, I, again, I just is it worth it? Does it matter? Why not just download a different app? I know. The, that means telling your iPhone friend to download a different app. But really, if this is such a concern, if if messaging and having everyone in the same place is such a concern, I think the answer is, why are you on Android? Really? Mm. I mean, it's easy for me to say this because I'm outside the States and most people I message with, unfortunately, use WhatsApp. So that's what I do with them. Uh, yes, uh, I, every time... Every time I have to write about this, I have to go look up which colour is iMessage and which colour is text, because I will get them the wrong way around. That's how unimportant it is to me here. But it is funny. you read things... Yeah. You hear about uh, teenagers in the States being under pressure uh, to conform and to buy iPhones because of this stuff. But you would hope that teenagers would be rebelling. They would be choosing to go to Android if all their friends on Android. Come on, American teenagers, do your job. No? You don't think, or is that, are teenagers different in the States? Well, the teenagers are the ones who are all buying the iPhones. Um, Honestly, I don't know who's really doing this. Like, you have to think it's a subset of a subset, because uh, I'm assuming this has to do with um, kids, teenagers, young adults, who maybe just either don't have the money or don't have the care to go get an iPhone. Um, So maybe they're finding that workaround so they're not excluded, because basically... What happens, and I do this, I know, but I don't have really anyone on Android. I, I know one person in my contact list that I talk to regularly that has an Android phone. Um, the other person I talk to regularly, I do through Facebook Messenger, sadly. Um, but yeah, like, and that's like the one human I talk to on Facebook Messenger, funny enough. But uh, yeah, it, that's just kind of how it works out. Uh, that one Android person is part of a larger friend group. Um, they're just not in our group chat. <laughs> <laughs> it, we just don't we just exclude them because we don't we want to be able to send stickers and do all the other stuff iMessage brings and they're okay with that because they're mostly antisocial not to uh pick on them too much but um it's just it's just funny because that's that's what i've seen happen in other groups of people they just have a separate group chat that's a green bubble chat just in case they need to include that person but um yeah. if if that android person wants in they have to have an end. They need to go buy an iPad or a Mac. And a lot of times that works out because maybe they want to have a drawing tablet and uh, there's no such thing as a good Android tablet. So you, you go buy an iPad. Um, like there's ways into it. Um, it's just generally speaking, 
in the United States, if you have an Android phone, it's it's becoming the Facebook of uh, smartphones. It's you're probably over forty um, if you have an Android phone, and uh, you probably don't even care. Um, it, let alone just you're just going about your business, your life, right? This is this is the popular like in the United States. The reason why Android is so popular too is a lot of times it's the free phone you get um, for yeah. in subsidies. Uh, so if you have like food stamps, government issued. Uh, food stamps you can apply for a free smartphone and i have family members with this phone it doesn't have enough processing power to run android it crashes frequently it like it, it that's that's but that's when you look at 50 percent of the united states uses android i would say a significant portion of that is that kind of smartphone and then you have the people who are actually buying the pixels and the samsung galaxies and stuff so as far as premium 600 plus uh devices the vast majority, I believe, are iPhones. And so we're actually running into this problem less and less. So you have to have a person in that category of a premium Android smartphone who also desires to be a blue bubble, who has the technical know-how, and, I don't know, paying attention to the news cycle to know any of this even exists. Like, how do you know Beeper Mini exists unless you're, like, a tech nerd? And so is our audience 15 people? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like it just, it really does kind of fall down once you get down to it. And beeper mini is going so hard for their core 10, 15 users. So, uh, it'll be, I, I, I'm surprised. I know we were talking about this when you were last on the show, William. And I said, I I wonder if beeper mini will still exist by the time we record. Um, honestly, at this point, I don't think they do. If you have to have an iPhone, to do this i i or a, you know a mac they even set a linux system a raspberry pi if you have to have a dedicated module for this it kind of defeats the purpose now we're just back to square one well about 20 minutes ago um slight exaggeration there the ceo of beeper was saying well we're considering legal action against apple and then moments ago it was yeah we're not going to do that uh we're just going to give up on this whole thing it's way so, too much money yeah you have to have yeah, just real money to go after Apple, especially in their own turf. Like, this is their technology. This is their devices. They don't really have, like, no one really has a legal leg to stand on. That's why no one's gone after yeah. iMessage. Like, you don't think Google hasn't thought about suing Apple over iMessage? So when Apple can just turn around and say, yeah, what about Google search? <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm really taken actually with this thing. I didn't know about uh, people on food stamps can get apply for phones. That's, I mean, it's a shame that the phones aren't great, but that's a good thing. That oh, it's that great. Service I'm, is available. Believe me, it's it's amazing that they get access to a smartphone. It is an Android phone with a touch screen. There's no, you know, it's not a old feature phone. Um, it's interesting they get access to that kind of stuff. But again, these things are dreadful slow um i've i opened an app and it, it you could count to 10 before it actually loaded any content into Ouch. it like it's right. it's that kind of device and i've told people i'm like if you're going to it, like again i understand unfortunate situations like don't get me wrong if, if that's the phone you can get that's the phone you can get and by Absolutely. like you, you can yeah. make a phone call on it that's great that's amazing but the people who have at least 15 dollars can probably go out and buy a better um android device this episode of the Apple Insider podcast is brought to you by Masterclass, the online learning, I want to say experience, the online learning experience. It is online lessons in video and with downloadable further content, but it feels more like you are having a personal conversation with the very best people in your field or also outside your field. I, I love this. I know that the Masterclass streaming platform makes it a meaningful gift this holiday season because that's how I first got it. I was given a year subscription for Christmas. And with it, while I am a writer, I ended up exploring other videos. I ended up watching videos with Jodie Foster teaching me about directing and filmmaking. Where else are you going to get four hours of classes in the company of someone like her? I, I learned from Jodie Foster at my desk, on the Masterclass app, in my living room. It was like having a personal mentor available whenever I wanted her. And I tried her lessons. I, I began by sampling what she had to say because I could. Masterclass is a single $10 a month subscription or $120 a year. And so with that, I got all of her tutorials and the content from all of more than 180 other expert instructors across 11 categories. 
Every instructor is famously at the top of their field, and everyone is also excellent at communicating their knowledge and experience. So Masterclass gets you specific information, specific tools. But actually with me, I also found I was just, I was boosted by Jodie Foster. It was like she was talking to me as an equal, as someone who shared her passion for a subject, and it was actually uplifting. So you can tell. I'm quite keen on Masterclass. So, this holiday season, give one annual membership and get one free at masterclass.com slash appleinsider15. Right now, you can get two memberships for the price of one at masterclass.com slash appleinsider15. So, masterclass.com slash appleinsider15. The offer terms apply. Thank you to Masterclass for their support of the Apple Insider podcast. But I wanted to uh, ask you one last thing before we move on from Beeper Mini. So where do you think this comes from as far as people – there's people out there demanding, like saying like – so even legislatures, like legislators, (laughs) Um, legislators are out there um, saying Apple is taking advantage of its monopoly power and its antitrust and they need to take control of iMessage and give it to Google – um, what is it about Apple that attracts this kind of conversation and not, say, Google? I mean, I, I posit you this question. Mm-hmm. How is this different from someone saying, hey, Google, give Apple your search uh, engine and so they can build their own private competitive search engine? Like, uh, Or um, what, what's Sp- Spotify? You're, you're the dominant music platform. Why don't you let Apple Music have access to your algorithm so their, their Apple Music recommendations can be better so they can compete better? Like, why are people so after Apple's technology when there are, like, it's, it would be the same thing as asking these other dominant platforms to overturn, like, give up their proprietary yeah. technology just so, you know, that little underdog Apple can get ahead. So, I, I wonder if you have any insight into that. Well, I have. I wondered with journal. I was thinking about the fact that um, day one, for example, journaling, journaling app had this catastrophic data loss a few years ago. If Apple lost one pixel of your of anyone's data in journal, it would be end of the world type stuff headlines. Whereas if Microsoft had a journal and they lost it, that would just be a feature kind of thing. Um, at some point, Apple it was an underdog, and I think it's come up and become so dominant that it's got some of the kind of uh, corporate distaste that maybe some people have had for Microsoft in the past. I mean, Apple does some unpleasant things. I, I loathe all the stuff that's going on with unions at the moment. Apple is doing bad there, and you hear stories about its suppliers. That thing that uh, the developer, the company developer, who didn't want to be bought, he didn't want to be bought because he knew what Apple did with other companies and stuff. There are things there that you wouldn't like Apple to be doing. So I think there are reasons to dislike Apple, yeah. but it's just Apple now is not a that perfect company. A big, but it's such a big target now. Yeah. It's bigger than anything, literally. So, yeah, there's something about the underdog becoming the top dog at some point. It's a very British thing, actually. You tend to build up people here, and then when they get somewhere, you knock them down again. Um, it's right. not a good British thing, but it is a British thing. That's the best I've got. It's a target, and for some reason, Apple gets anger raised out of people. I, you said most people, all but like one people you know are on iPhones. The giant majority of people I work with around here in the UK are on Android. And some of them are sense. really blood mad about how bad Apple is. And you ask <laughs> them why, and it, the answers aren't very... Uh, most of them are gamers, well, uh, and you can... They yeah, were told to. So, yeah, most people who um, feel that way, I mean, this applies to almost any conversation, they were told to be angry or upset, but uh, they don't have any foundation yeah. for the arguments themselves. So they actually can't argue it. They were just told to be mad, and so they're mad. Uh, the the uh, whereas you know. we as enlightened iPhone users are not in any way told oh, no. to be anti Android. We're not programmable. They are. Oh my goodness! Is that where uh, this is going? Everyone, everyone is susceptible to propaganda. Keep that in mind. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you are. Everyone is susceptible. And I, I will say, just you know, I know I'm the Apple fanboy on the show, but. Apple isn't a perfect company, and uh, there are some merits to Android. I understand why people choose it over iPhone. So, like, it's not like, it's not like that over here. I, I really don't care what you use. I just find it funny that people really do get that aggressive. I used to be aggressive like yeah. that. My, when I was much younger, I was very passionate. Um, funny enough, uh, people who know me from the Navy 
would say that I was a very passionate Google Android user, Windows user, and uh, hated Apple. So, um, yeah, and uh, the fact that I do anything like this today would be a shock to any of them (laughs) if I met them in person. So just goes to show um, time changes, information changes, and, uh, you know, always be out there willing to change your mind, people. You never know what you might learn or what you might find. But this, this whole blue bubble green bubble thing is is wild to me and uh i I just i think the beeper mini stuff is going to die but i don't think this is the last we're going to hear about it because even if they can't take apple to court someone will and this is going to definitely if the eu doesn't do something about it i think the united states is going to step in at some point so when apple adopts rcs this other messaging service next year should we say uh, i know they won't cede the colors to any rcs users but all the stuff of the um, images the stickers that can go back and forth presumably that will work so all the uh, practical differences would be gone do you think Not... there will still be a fight because of the colors yes so apple is going to allow rcs to be sent but it's still going to be green text green bubbles um Nothing on the surface is going to change. There's not going to be any indications in software that your RCS or SMS, um, as far as we're aware right now, Apple just intends on flipping a switch to allow this system to work because it isn't encrypted uh, and it won't be for a while because Apple's going to be working with the GSMA on adopting that, but who knows how long that'll take. Um, The ability to send full quality videos and uh, photos will be great because I've had to do that in the past and have to go through different means like um, online, you know, storage apps and stuff like that to send proper quality rather than texting. Cause they're like, why don't you just text it? No, <laughs> no, you can't, you can't do that. Um, even with a photo taken on an iPhone, it gets so compressed that it's, it's useless by the time it makes it to the other side. Um, yeah, so all of that will be great, but Apple still holds all the cards. Um, they're going to differentiate iMessage as the day RCS is allowed on iPhone. There'll be 10 more reasons to use iMessage. Like a- yes. Apple, Apple isn't going to release RCS with iMessage as it is today. You're not going to be able to play Game Pigeon games. You know, everyone loves Game Pigeon. Everyone loves playing pool or basketball on their phone with each Sorry. other in iMessage. No, hang on. So Game Pigeon. Yes, Game Pigeon. That that's the well, thing. Yes, w- William. We can play a, a pool game later through iMessage if you want. Um, uh, okay. No, it's. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's a very popular, it's the go-to iMessage app. It's probably the only iMessage app anyone's ever downloaded, um, to be I fair. it completely, but okay. <laughs> no, uh, but yes, it's still very popular. Um, but yes, you're not going to be able to do iMessage apps and games over RCS. You're no. not, uh, stickers will still send as JPEGs um, to RCS users, so it's not going to allow you to drag and drop stickers onto text bubbles. They'll just see it as so-and-so sent a sticker. It's still going to be Wesley reacted to your message and stuff like that. Like, um, Unless Apple chooses to change how that is presented, which I doubt, uh, they're going to build on top of that as well. I I have a feeling with share play, collaborations, stuff like that, iMessage is only going to get more uh, integrated, more... uh, you know, higher, they're going to build higher walls around the garden, so to speak. Um, uh, just because even if RCS is present, because it's just not going to be enough. And so people are still going to say blue bubbles better. People are still going to say you can't be in our group chat because now we can't do X. Right. So we'll see how it goes, but, um, I don't think it's going to change anything. And, um, again, if you're that concerned about it, maybe just get an iPhone. Yeah. This is turning into sports now, isn't it? The team colours you support. Nothing necessarily to do with the actual... Anyway, um, I, I would like to say this because I didn't realise you knew um, pretty much only iPhone users and that, by comparison, I didn't. But one of the nice things that happened on the holiday was that somebody was an iPhone user. Most people were iPads and iPhones. And one person wanted to airdrop something to me. And for some reason, I wasn't showing up on his phone. So we held the phones together. You know the way name drop works. Right. And now he airdropped over. And that was the first time I'd used airdrop in that way. And it's great. I love the feel of it, the uh, the visual aspect of it. And I got the information, which was a crucial link to a page on Lego's website about a Lego typewriter which is another story altogether. But I needed to know that. So in that moment, I particularly appreciated Apple's feature. You know, you write about something, but you can't use it, and then you use it, and it's as good as you think. Everyone I've showed that feature to, name drop or the new airdrop, 
it's all the same technology with NFC. Anyone I've shown that to, they are just they love it. Like they're just instantly, yeah. wow, this is amazing. I'm, like they they just want to do it again. They're just like that's so cool. Like yes. it's yes. it's so funny. Um, that, uh, again, that's just Apple's ability to bring kind of a sense of wonder to its technology with something as silly and simple as NFC, yeah. right? But uh, yeah, no, it's great. I'm I'm very happy that Apple's been working on opening this stuff up. And uh, again, you know, you've just you just reminded me. I actually silenced uh, an Android fan. I know by uh, assuming that she was able to copy something on her PC and paste it on her phone, and then when I explained that that's what I do all the time with it, I got a yeah, well yeah. okay, there's that yeah, I have but anyway, there's 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 companies like Samsung um, and Microsoft working on different kinds of ecosystem plays, especially across Android and Windows, and none of them like they've been trying to do this since continuity was announced in like 2014. Uh, never worked. I mean, it, it seems like a technology that, that you could get to work, but I, I don't know. Mm. The hardware and software technicalities of it are just so complex that you're never going to be able to just have an Android tablet and, and a Windows PC side by side and have the cursor move between them like you can with an iPad and a Mac. And looking at my desk setup today, I'm working on adding a um, we've discussed this before, but uh, my future plans for having a Mac in my work setup is going to be kind of a status board and server style kind of guy. And I'm working wait, wait, on... Wait, no, 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 wait. The Mac will be a status board. I had an iP- an old iPad on the wall till it, the, it failed. The iPad, not the wall. And that was a nice status display. I liked that. But putting a Mac there instead... Oh my God, this is the wrong way around, isn't it? <laughs> yes, <laughs> And I and I and I enjoy the uh, just complete flabbergastedness of people uh, discovering what I'm trying to do. But basically, uh, because we have a podcast to do, long story short, um, I'm going to be, be setting up right now my MacBook Pro, which will eventually be an M3 Mac Mini because uh, I'm, I'm going to trade for that. But um, it's going to be a external display that's going to run Slack, paste like the uh, Universal Clipboard app. Um, you know, it's going to run all of the things that need to always be running um, in the background. Uh, it's going to be my universal control module, so I can u- move my cursor between my iPad and my iPad Mini while I'm sitting at my desk. Uh, so it's going to have all of those kinds of systems running a few feet away, yeah. uh, and I can, you know, add some widgets to the desktop, or um, I can open Desktop Chrome if I need to for work. I've discussed that before on the show. That's like one of the few things I need a Mac for is running Desktop Chrome for uh, extension purposes. Um, so like that, and that's it. It'll be a utilitarian little guy over there, and I just need to figure out where exactly I'm going to put it and how far away I can get it before Universal Control stops working. So we'll see how this goes. It's going to be an so interesting experiment. Buy- an M3 Mac in order to basically not use it and just enable your two iPads to work together. Yeah. I well, mean, your iPads could be close enough that you could touch each of them without it's, it. But... It's uh, it's actually very similar to buying an iPhone just to get a blue bubble in your Android. Okay, yes, that's true. No, uh, actually the proceeds from my MacBook being sold will be buying the um, Mac Mini. So no money, it will be a net-net uh, transition. But the Mac, money was harmed. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The, I mean, yeah. just just to be clear, like, I, if I was starting from scratch day one, I probably wouldn't do this, right? So, I mean, the only reason why I have a MacBook in the first place is because I moved to being Mac only for about you know eighteen months to about two years, whatever that timeline was. I was using it full time and uh, I still use it every now and then yeah. in my in my shift. It's just now it's like, well, do I really need a MacBook when I can take my iPad with me as my portable computer? So I'm just going to trade for a desktop situation for the Mac and kind of retire it to its corner and let it run whatever it yeah. needs to run for my job until one day maybe the iPad will be able to take over those things as well, including recording this podcast. This episode of the Apple Insider podcast is brought to you by Magic Lasso Adblock. Do you want to experience twice as fast load times as Safari on your iPhone, iPad and Mac? Then download Magic Lasso Adblock, the ad blocker designed for you. It's easy to set up, blocks all YouTube ads and doubles the speed at which Safari loads. Magic Lasso is an efficient, high performance and native ad blocker with over 5000 five star reviews it's simply the best safari ad blocker for your iphone ipad 
and Mac. Magic Lasso blocks all intrusive ads, trackers and annoyances, letting you experience a faster, cleaner and more secure web browsing experience. And unlike some other ad blockers, Magic Lasso respects your privacy and doesn't accept payment from advertisers. Online privacy isn't just something you should be hoping for. Stop being followed by ads around the web by blocking all ad trackers and ensuring that your browsing history is not harvested by ad networks. The app also blocks over 10 types of YouTube ads, including all video ads, banner ads, search ads and suggested product ads. So join over 280,000 users and download Magic Lasso Adblock from the App Store. Or, as a special offer for Apple Insider listeners, go to www.magiclasso.co slash Apple Insider to receive one month's free access to all the app's features. That's www.magiclasso.co slash Apple Insider to receive one month's free access to all features. Our thanks again to Magic Lasso Adblock for their support of this show. I'm conscious of the fact that we have moved away from iPhones versus Android into these other areas, which is what I would like, except there is this one other story that um, I've only heard the headline about, that there are Android phones that advertisers can use to listen somehow to users. Do you know about this or am I just basically am I having nightmares and asking you about them? That's not real, is it? So so I I think since about. I don't know, the dawn of the smartphone, just start playing the 2001 Space Odyssey music here. Um, As featured gorgeously at the start of Barbie, let's just say that. Okay, moving on. But but, um, yes, uh, basically since social media started becoming a big aspect of our lives, people started noticing targeted ads. So it was kind of a, one of those old wife tales, rumor type things of, there's no way this ad on Instagram would show up unless it knew I was talking to my friend about towels, right? Like, I didn't type towels into a search bar. I didn't go to Amazon and order towels. It just showed up in my Instagram. How did they know? They must have been listening. And it's uh, this has been such a pervasive, like, concept for almost a decade that it's just people ask any layman on the street. And they'll, and they'll say, yeah, of course it's listening. How else would it know X, Y, Z about me? Um I'm I'm here to tell you uh, no that's never pretty much never been the case at least on iPhone uh, because Apple has really locked down how its microphones work and um it apps now especially I mean I'm not going to say for all time but uh let's at least say in the last few years apps loudly tell you when you're they're using your microphone or your camera yes. Um, so it's just not happening on iPhone. Uh, there was a brief time when Instagram was trying to be clever and always have the viewfinder open, even when you aren't taking a a photo. And that was very quickly, oops, that was a bug guys. Definitely not on Mm -hmm. purpose. And they fixed it. Um, so there's been instances of that, but again, anytime your microphone is actively listening to you on your phone, or like location location gets me every time i'm like what is uh, the location guy shows up and i'm like what is using my location it's always the weather it's every time it's the weather yes same um, yes uh, but the weather app is not listening to you either don't worry so anyway um all this time it's been a rumor so but i can tell you and apple has i think released a statement um on this actually uh no the iphone is not listening to you third-party apps just don't have the ability any malicious ones that are caught in the act or are banned or, or whatever there's it's just not happening but cox media group um has a page on their website there's this kind of advertising firm i don't know uh yeah they they tell people we can get you information no one else has and there was a page on their website that basically just straight up said uh your dev- it's true your devices are listening to you uh we use active listening to find out everything we need to know about our cu- your customers so you know exactly what they need in a moment if they mention that they're uh, about to order an uber that it's already on your lock screen right like it's just that kind of like really creepy thing and it's this uh investigation from 404 media a relatively new website that's been spun up by some industry veterans uh recommend it go go check it out 404 media but um anyway they goodness they they called them out on this page existing and uh it disappeared for at least a couple days and then it came back because it's such a strong advertising point that they want these people like companies to come use them uh but again uh the it basically boils down to Yes, there there's a way for them to do this. Uh, they're they're 
kind of using we don't know because it's like their their kind of trade secret but they're telling developers and advertisers how to get around like android systems to to listen to people so they can automatically like the next ad they see the next notification they get whatever be ready waiting because you just mentioned it in a conversation and uh it's really creepy and um i expect yeah. we'll possibly lead to some sort of lawsuit at some point because that's just a terrible invasion of privacy but people buy televisions that watch them um on their couch and record when they raise their yeah. hand so uh yeah. I, I don't know how much people really care about privacy these days honestly there is a bit of me that thinks presumably any listening is done um through machine learning or whatever it isn't actually some poor soul sitting in an office listening to all no, the no. boring conversations they'd have it's to listen to looking yeah. for keywords um siri has kind of a thing uh like we've we've talked oh i saw it pop up on my ipad um it has kind of a thing um where it's always kind of the last 10 seconds of audio are available to siri at all times um because it's basically recording and dumping it continuously hmm. um on your device and that's why when you say the wake word it knows what you were saying before and after the wake word and and can give you whatever context it needs um and if you have the um share recordings with apple uh there's a chance that whoever is going through the recordings to you know correct whatever it gets wrong um might get a few seconds around the wake word and that's a, just a warning that pops up that's a known thing this isn't a big secret this isn't a conspiracy yeah. it's just how it works and uh and it's just one of those things of when you invite microphones or cameras into your home you need to know how they work because uh apple might yes. be going the extra mile for privacy but not everyone else and not on an android phone that google just doesn't have any control over so i was always taught in radio to regard any microphone as live even if you can see the cable not plugged in, it's live and you act accordingly. Isn't there a famous thing with Ronald Reagan having made some joke about uh, nuclear war or something, uh, thinking the microphones were off? And obviously it was a joke. Nobody right. thought it was real. But still, it caused some kind of minor scandal. They're always listening. The time. Um, I, yeah. I will say, so just as a disclaimer, um, let's see. I think, yeah, Google gave us a statement on our story. I think we had to add it um afterwards uh google gave us basically anything that's um been running androids uh android 11 or newer which basically came out in 2020 uh quote for years android has prevented apps from collecting audio when they're not being actively used and whenever an app activates a device's microphone there's a prominent icon displayed in the status bar i don't know if you've seen an android status bar william but i don't know no. if anything there can be prominent um it's <laughs> it's a mishmash of things mm. But just to give Google a break here and Android a break, yes, that's probably the case. Um, it's just whatever this company's doing, they found a way around it, and that's the story, is they've figured out how to do this. Maybe it requires devices on Android 10 or earlier. Maybe it's those food stamp phones we talked about. I don't know. It's just interesting that they've, they're making this claim so brazenly that they can do this. Um, mm. But uh, Apple Insider listeners, take heed. You're fine. Um, Apple... Apple's iPhone just there's just no circumnavigating that the the way they have their systems built so don't worry about it. I was just wondering why this came up now but I couldn't have, I would never have conceived that a company would boast about being able to actually I quite like the idea that somebody at Apple hears me swearing at Siri because I've still got this thing where if I ask my watch to set a timer for 10 minutes I will see written on the screen of the watch set a timer for 10 minutes and it will run a timer instead for 11 hours 16 minutes 42 seconds some crazy ass thing that's different from what I've said and I can't work that out at all so if a bit of swearing down the line helps or something I'm getting embarrassed now let's move on I've yeah. uh, I've it, written the um, long-term review for the Apple Watch Series 9 that will be published about the same day it gets banned. So we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> right. right. I, I, Sorry, I, I don't know why that's so funny. But yeah, I've been, okay. I've been thinking about that. I was right. I was finishing it up yesterday. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> why am I going to publish this? But um, so I've, I've, I wanted to write a long-term review because um, Double Tap and stuff like Health with Siri just mm. wasn't available um, when it was released. And I really wanted to discuss those things. And yeah, no, I, I go into like what is happening with Siri and why it's such an odd thing and... Again, Apple's just adding another la layer of complexity 
for users who care about privacy, how do you know it's on device? Some things aren't. We know that. So some things are, are going to get sent back to the internet to get processed. There's no indication of that. You don't know unless it's a health query. But guess what, William? Not all health queries are created equal. You can't do anything in the health app. It's specific things. But what specific things? We don't know because Apple doesn't like giving us information. Um, you can you can tell it how much you weigh. You can ask how much you slept last night, but you cannot tell it that you had a glass of water. So it's just it's it's mind boggling to me. And I, I I wish you know documentation. I know Apple does actually a pretty decent job these days. They used to be just <laughs> zero. Um, there's actually like a 400 page PDF on how to use an Apple Watch, but there's still no information in there beyond maybe five example queries of what an, of what to ask Siri on device on your Apple Watch. So I just <laughs> yeah. So read read that review if you want some more information on that and double tap because uh, I do have things to say about double tap. So I always like the fact that Apple Insider reviews end with a section that's called uh, "Should you buy?" But in this case, it's "Can you buy?" <laughs> right. That's, that's, okay. I'm also embarrassed to say I'm ridiculously tempted by 400 pages about the Apple Watch. Um, it's the Apple user guide. Uh, so Apple actually publishes, I, I don't know, I know we mentioned it on the show before because um, we kind of stumbled into one. Um, I don't know how long they've existed, at least at this depth, but uh, this isn't the tips app. This isn't the little email PDF that they send you or whatever, or whatever comes in your box. There's like an official Apple PDF for each of your devices that goes into every single available feature and option um in the apple watch series 9 is like 384 pdf pages so i haven't looked at the iphone so just imagine how long the iphone would be yes so, um yeah it, it's interesting that they exist uh, i'll go ahead and say i i did a perusal of it uh for for my review there's nothing in there we don't already know um it's not some secret uh you know, it's not going to tell you this, the location of the Holy Grail or anything, but um, it's definitely uh, interesting that Apple's finally publishing that stuff. But still, mm. I would give anything to have a 400-page documentation on Siri because everyone's always like, what can yes. I ask it? What can I do? And it's like, well, you kind of figure it out. And then once you know a thing that works, just use that command every time because you don't know if a different version of that command is going to work. And believe me, I love Siri. I have it all over my house. I have HomePods everywhere. Sure. I use it on my iPad, my iPhone, whatever. It's, I love it. But, man, does it need like documentation it needs to work apple just needs to tell us what to do with it but rant over we got some more stuff to talk about we have we have and i'm i just i said earlier that uh i was writing computer manuals i actually miss the fact that manuals used to be written i mean there's a whole series of books that david pogue's company did a uh, missing manual series the book that should have been in the box and they're really well written um omnifocus 4 their productivity app came out this week and the omni group just superb written documentation for all of its apps so i really appreciate when something is done that well but it's rare now i'm glad to hear apple is doing i just that. i remember the running joke just being it reads like a, a stereo manual but now we don't have the stereo manuals we've scared them all off and now we're, we're wishing for them to come back so thinking of things though that i missed while i was away and that now even more than before, I think you are the man to ask about. Uh, we now know everything, don't we, apparently, about the iPad in 2024. So hit me. What are we definitely getting? Uh, we have an idea. Um, definitely oh. uh, OLED seems to be the thing. Um, everyone's producing it. The supply chain is just all about, yeah, Apple ordered you know, millions of pieces of OLED or whatever. So um, at the very least, the iPad Pros are going to move to OLED, which means the 12.9 inch and 11 inch will both be on the same display technology again we're probably going to see still see promotion we're going to see uh an oled you know better backlighting than many leds so even better blacks even better picture uh just watch out for that burn in um hopefully playing games on an ipad won't elicit like uh um item icons in resident evil or something in the corner uh but yes, we'll see, we'll see how that rollout goes. Um, there's not much you can do with a flat slab of glass and aluminum. Uh, everyone's like, oh, the iPad, what are they going to do? It's still going to look like an iPad. Um, I know this design kind of, or what was it, 2018? We first got this kind of flat-sided, uh, big design, oh, yeah. no home button, face ID. I don't think we're going to see any difference for uh, maybe a very long time, maybe until the next paradigm shift in computing. It's just, this is it. We've reached it. The pinnacle of tablet computing is a tablet. <laughs> Funny enough. Um, but what about bigger than 12.9 inch. So will we get a desk sized iPad? 
I always yeah. think back That'd to, nice. um, I remember Samsung or somebody was advertising coffee tables that could play Angry Birds and stuff, and I always just found those so so fascinating. People dragging their documents around. I was like, this is so yeah. neat. But then when you think about it, it's like, there is no software optimized for this. It's going to be terrible. But um, no, yeah. th- so a larger iPad is definitely in the books. Um, the iPad Pros could see as much as a 14 or even 16-inch iPad Pro. It loses its handheld nature at that point, but I think this is Apple's way of giving us touch at that size, uh, whereas they're not going to do it on Mac as far as we can tell. Um, But the size isn't so important because you can connect it to an external display. I've said it before. I would probably trade everything for an iPad mini with an M3 processor uh, ProMotion and a Thunderbolt connector and just plug it into my external display and that be my entire computer setup. But um, as far as technology goes... Uh, there's some rumors around how it's going to be implemented. So MagSafe is all we got. The word MagSafe. We don't know what kind of MagSafe. There's two kinds. The Mac version, mm-hmm. which prevents people from tripping over your laptop cable and throwing it into the wall. And then there's the iPhone version, which keeps your iPhone safely elevated so you can see standby mode. And uh, there's no telling which one we're going to get because how do you implement these technologies into an ipad Uh, i wrote a whole thing um kind of postulating on this rumor um basically i don't believe iphone magsafe now there's have been a few rumors including reliable sources like mark Gurman, who are talking about a glass-backed ipad with magsafe which is possible but i I just don't know what people expect from that your existing iphone accessories aren't going to work with it Uh, for the most part, maybe just like the little puck on the cable, because you can slap it on the back and it'll charge fine. But like the the bespoke stands for your iPhone are not going to work with your iPad because they they don't account for the space an iPad takes up. They don't account for the weight of an iPad. So you're going to need iPad-specific MagSafe accessories that will probably be backwards compatible with iPhone, but who knows? Maybe not. Maybe it requires a bigger puck, and now it's just another accessory added to the ecosystem rather than a universal one. I just... I don't see how this is going to be great, especially since charging an iPad at 15 watts. No. Um, just no thank you. I mean, it might make in-wall iPads look nicer, right? If you want a, uh, a mountable iPad to your wall and you can now have a charging pad inside of it, that's all great. But I think the alternative here is what already exists in the iPad, and that's a smart connector. And um, funny enough, MagSafe on Macs are just pogo pins. Uh this ancient technology where you have a magnet press pins together and suddenly you have electricity flowing. Um, I think we're just going to see that uh, evolve on iPad. The smart connector is already a pogo pin. They can just add more of them to the back, uh, make it able to do more stuff because it's already getting data. I mean, I was thinking about this. Um, you put your iPad in a magic keyboard and it gets the mouse and keyboard through those pins, right? It's not a Bluetooth connection. Um, and I know that's very little data to transfer, but it's still data. So that could evolve. That could allow for USB 3 connections in the future. We don't know. But um, this more advanced uh, aluminum MacBook-style magic keyboard connecting over a more powerful pogo pin that allows for maybe a USB data transfer so you can connect an, an, a hard drive to the keyboard. Like, this is the stuff I'm thinking about is possible but again we don't know I, that's the route i'm taking uh what do you think william i think i'm hearing you correctly here there's not going to be a foldable or a rollable ipad next not anytime year. soon no. 20 that okay. that date keeps shifting into the distance and um here's my theory apple's been working on you know apple car vision pro and this foldable phenomenon, all pretty much since about 2015. It's like it's almost like all these like tickers tapes started running, and they're uh, to see which one would come out first. And the Apple Car keeps getting pushed because it's expensive um, and just very difficult to manufacture your own vehicle. And Apple just doesn't want to enter a market that's actually declining. Um, what, what's the word? Uh, interest on electric vehicles right now. So it's just a bad time for Apple to enter. Uh, so that's being pushed back to 2028, 2029 time frame. Uh, Goodness. Uh, then there's the foldable phenomenon. Very big and you know, when Samsung first came out with theirs, and it was just like, wow, this is great. Except when it wasn't, because they would just break and shatter and crease and whatnot. And they're still kind of dealing with those issues. Less so, but they still exist, guys. They're very pretty phones, tablets, whatever. They're just not 
ready for Apple's level of care because they do care and they don't want to sell someone something that's going to break after being open and shut 107 times. So I think the foldable fad is slowly fading. I don't think it's ever going to make it to be mainstream enough that Apple's going to bother. Yes, they've been testing this. Yes, there's patents. Yes, there's even foldable iPhones running iPad OS inside of Apple. I'm sure of it. But that doesn't mean the technology will ever see the light of day because it's just not going to sell. Uh, It's better to focus on what they already have, which is the iPhone, the flagship. People keep trying to replace the little uh the candy bar slab that we carry in our pocket i don't i don't think it's going to change i think they're just going to get better at what we do and where we are now is vision os and what's the future of augmented reality instead of a foldable screen that you put in your pocket just having a augmented reality overlay when you look at a specific part of your hand wearing these glasses or like you pull out your iphone but it displays all this information in the air based on you know image tracking or whatever that's the future rather than a clumsy piece of hardware that can be broken when you fold it the wrong way so um that's that's my take on this technology and why uh, we keep hearing foldables getting pushed back further and further into the future until they just no longer are talked about right right okay so sorry for the tangent (laughs) yeah no you just you've destroyed my hopes the deadlines are pushing back but that actually does remind me of the one thing i'm mad keen to talk about today which is apple vowed that there would be new carplay in new cars by the end of 2023 and with about six and a half pixels to go before the end of the year they've made it haven't they kind of sort of a bit can you go out and buy me a porsche with carplay today it's the classic apple move they always said that they would announce more information by the end of 2023, and they have, that there will be vehicles in 2024 that you can buy with uh, <laughs> the futuristic CarPlay. Porsche and Aston Martin, right? Yeah, I've got to say, not cars that I would be in the market for, really. Well, most, I mean, most because they're very expensive, but also, Wait a minute, I'm not William. that interested in cars. I just... Cars to get me somewhere to go with CarPlay on the way, please. Uh, you're telling you disagree? me you, you don't you don't drive an Aston Martin like Vanquish around like James Bond? No. Well, you know the thing where the guns stick out. They were forever jamming, and I was taking them <laughs> to the service garage. So what? I you know I just gave up. Really? Oh, of course. Frankly, it's just not worth it. No. Uh, but you, you're a Porsche. Is it Porsche or Porsche? Um, uh, it depends on who you ask. I'm a Porsche man. Porsche. Just okay. I'm now thinking there's an actor, a Porsche de Rossi, I mean, uh, but that's probably spelt differently. Okay, The, the, the Porsche 911 is a beautiful vehicle with long history. I'm going to buy a Honda Civic. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Um, no, these are. this is great. I'm excited to see that this is moving forward. It, I don't know why there was such a dead zone in news about this. Um, uh, in a two or three years, maybe we'll see this come down to, you know, $25,000 vehicles instead of $60,000 oh, vehicles. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but I, I'm excited to see this evolve. I, I I wish to somebody, I don't care, make a business, you will make the money. Build full internal replacement systems for older vehicles, right? Give me the futuristic car play in a 2001 Nissan Skyline, just because, why not? Uh, and add Apple Car Key while you're at it in my fantasy um, perfect car. But Well, you say that. You say that now. But give it a little bit longer and you're going to just forget CarPlay and you will yearn for uh, uh, General Motors and their system. You'll want that in your car, so won't you? I, yeah. I, I didn't want to get too much into this because we talked about it at length uh, last week with Andrew. But um, just to recap, General Motors, um, guy in charge of infotainment, personal, not G- GM stance, said that CarPlay is unsafe. And that was one of the reasons why they wanted to get away from CarPlay. Sorry, um, CarPlay is unsafe. Yes, you missed the story. So the head of infotainment, I'm, I, again, I don't want to get too far into the, the weeds here. Sure. Uh, but he said something along the lines of people are running their Android phones or their iPhones through the system. And it starts glitching out while they're driving and uh, resets or shuts down, whatever. It just has trouble. So they have to reach their phone anyway. And it creates hazards on the roadway if you're using CarPlay or Android Auto. Um, to which I responded in the, the article of, yeah, if the systems are failing, it's because your infotainment systems processor is garbage and you need to upgrade it. Sounds like, you know, a manufacturing issue, not 
CarPlay because iPhone's mm-hmm. handling a lot of that processing power, not the car. It's just a display with a touchscreen, sorry. <laughs> but anyway, um, so they basically, uh, again, GM's n- not attached to this stance. They gave us a statement. But um, he was in- insinuating... Uh, GM's new infotainment system would be so excellent because it allows people to do everything that a smartphone can do without their smartphone, so they would never reach for it. And turns out that's not true. Um, I don't have the stories in the show notes. <laughs> okay. um, this is easily findable. Just search for GM. Um, uh, or oh, just take it for granted that, just, of course, this no, is the case. This uh, is always the case. Just, yes, just, just, okay. just search for GM Stranded, and uh, you'll you'll find a couple of stories. Because there's a oh. new there's a new Chevy vehicle whose name escapes me uh, that has this new GM system that people have been testing. It left one guy uh, stranded in the middle of nowhere in Virginia. Uh, because the system kept rebooting and it needed a hard reset and a software update. Same story for a guy, I think, in California. Uh, multiple journalists have reported basically that this this full scale GM system they're just it's just not it's not working. Um, they're having a lot of issues out of the gate in these test vehicles, and it kind of shows. Yeah, this is hard. And uh, and yes, these stories center around um, the entire vehicle system and this electric car with a battery. Uh, so GM does need to figure that out. CarPlay isn't going to save them there. But the fact that the mapping and everything is attached to it, too, why not take some of that weight off of your shoulders and let someone else handle it that knows what they're doing, like Google or Apple, for instance? I'll tell you what, you had me at uh, GM Stranded. That's it. I'm off to look at that up. To look at that up? To look that up. Uh, there'll be a link to it as soon as I found it in the show notes. But on that bombshell, Wes, thank you for this, filling me in. I feel like I've caught up with everything and that the holiday is long behind me now. Can I have another one next week? There's probably a Christmas thing coming up. But we'll be here in Christmas week with all of the news that Apple brings out over the There's going to be something isn't there yeah tune in next week to see if there is anything to say or it's a one minute long episode but in the meantime Wes thank you very much and we'll see you all next week see you then okay